Welcome to XLab. Performex is the only event for anyone serious about the fast evolving worlds of fitness, well-being, and human performance. We're on a mission to turn Performex into a 365 day a year brand by bringing you the cutting edge insight from the worlds of business, training, and mindset from the very best minds in our industry. I'm your host, Giles Denning, and welcome to Formex XLab. Today, we're joined by Dan Chappell, co-founder of Industry Disruptor Until. From opening their first site just 18 months ago, to securing investment from none other than Mr. Stephen Bartlett, we joined Dan at their brand new site in Marlebone. Together, we dig into the problems he sees in what he describes as a broken industry and explore the model they've created to put the power back into the hands of the practitioners, which now expands way beyond just fitness into the world of medical and dentistry. He also shares his thoughts on navigating from practitioner to business founder. Let's get into it. Dan, welcome to XLab by Performex. Great to have you on. Um, for someone who's never heard of Until, what is it? Yeah, so at Until, we've created a home for health, wellness, and medical practitioners. Um, we created Until with the ambition of unleashing the full power of wellness professionals and giving them the opportunity to own their future. And we do this in, in three key ways. Um, we give them access to physical infrastructure in the form of um, state-of-the-art facilities and technologies, um, digital growth tools, which allow them to run and grow their business. And most importantly, a like-minded community of collaborative professionals who are at the top of their game. And all of these are in service of helping them build a business with uh, longevity and huge success. Right now, we're based in London with three locations with more to come in the new year. Um, we will look to continue growing our offering both physically and digitally. And in the new year, we look to move globally and continue growing. So, yeah. Brilliant. And you touched on it there briefly, but what, why was Until Created? What were those kind of problems that you saw in the industry? Yeah, so look, Giles, health and wellness is booming, right? Um, yet most of the career paths for health and wellness practitioners are fundamentally flawed. Most of these people are spend their lives to create better lifestyles and health for people, yet are so poorly looked after themselves, which is a massive issue. So we created Until to bring balance to an unfair system. So you opened your first site around 18 months ago. What's the sort of backstory? How did it all come about? Yeah, so I used to be in the health and wellness um, hemisphere myself. So um, having spent the best part of a decade working in both high performance environments, but also commercial health and wellness spaces and boutiques, I sort of experienced the good, the bad, the ugly of the industry. And um, when I met with my fellow co-founders back in 2018, we could see a real... A real um, issue in the industry where these these amazing practitioners were were at like getting the the poorest portion of their pay when they were being charged out by spaces right so so yeah so back in 2018 a group of us came together um and formed until back then it was a very different business it was very it's a lot more narrow back then so it had um, personal trainers nutritionists physios and psychotherapists so we start off with four professions and over time that grew and today we're, we're very happy to say we have over 40 different types of practitioner who operate in our building now or our buildings um, and that ranges from everything from personal trainers, sports scientists all the way through to physios, chiros, osteos, the softer seated skills so psychotherapy, life coaching, performance coaching all the way through to the medical and dental hemispheres now. So we've got um, GPs, consultants, etc. So it's really diversified over the years. 
Brilliant, and that's that's the kind of major step change in the in the Marlebone site, right? The introdu- introduction of these sort of uh, dentists, and and I think it was really interesting when you were saying about how um, disrupted those in like it's, you're quite surprised how disrupted it's been for those industries as well. Those kind of yeah, so so yeah, it's it's interesting because they are um, they're probably the most archaic in terms of their models. They've been around for a very long time, and you look at Harley Street and you look at some of the dental and medical practices that are operate out there and a lot of the ways in which they operate they're stuck in large punitive contracts for long leases there's large upfront costs for these practitioners to get started when they go freelance so for us it felt like a really straightforward pivot to into the sort of wellcare space what we call it is the the com- combination of wellcare and health wellness and healthcare and um, we we allow these practitioners to basically start a business from scratch without any of that upfront cost or punitive contracts or long-term commitments that gives them the confidence to run and scale a business. So yeah, we, we've already started to rustle some feathers in the Harley Street area. We've now got loads of medical practitioners operating from our space, dental practitioners, and we're getting a really holistic community, which is great. Yeah, that's brilliant. And and even the kind of um, adds more strings to, to a personal trainer's bow, right? Being able to sort of... Um have a wider offering and and have people that within their network that they can refer bits out to and that sort of thing yeah and that's sort of the gold dust which comes from the until community is um having a having a community of like-minded growth hungry collaborative professionals you can refer to who you know are equally as good quality as you um is amazing so we see personal trainers referring out to physios psychotherapists gps now which was never a thing and now when dentists have someone coming through with an issue with their teeth who they start to get behind why their teeth are like that, now they're starting to refer out to nutritionists around mm-hmm. sort of gut health, around yeah. sugar they're eating. So it's, we know how aligned all these different professions are and, and what, what Marlebone has done is it's, it's brought all those pra- professionals together and it's allowed them to collaborate and now the end customer is going to get a much better experience when they come through because it's going to be a closed circle of care between them and the professionals. They're not having to dot across to the other side of London or out of London to see someone. It's all happening under the same roof. Yeah, and it gets rid of that um, friction or rivalry sometimes that's in between a PT and a physio, for example. Mm. Yeah, I think I think traditionally there was always a bit of a, a dog-eat-dog mentality around the health and wellness space. And a blame game sort of culture. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's sort of something we're, we're pushing away from is we're actively going after people who don't have that mentality, who have um, a collaborative approach to their practice, but also we're trying to re-educate some of the people who did have that mentality and we have done and we've shifted their mindset towards being a lot more collaborative. And I think when you understand that you can not only create a better experience for your customer by working with others and knowing your niche, but you can generate a lot more business out of it and have a thriving business by working as a multidisciplinary team, that's the unlock for a lot of these professionals is to see that and understand that they can make a big difference. How do you see the, the future of the industry looking with that more holistic viewpoint? I think it's going to constantly diversify. I think um, year by year, we're understanding the importance of lots of different aspects of health and wellness now and how it contributes to our overall well-being. So over the past few years, we've seen a boom in, in the rise of gut health and how that affects our mental health. And slowly you're starting to see how all these different things on the periphery start to impact our overall health. So I think what you'll find over the next few years is that list is just going to get ever broader and you're going to see other elements coming into it. So yeah, I think it's going to grow. 
And um, obviously, congratulations on securing a certain investor early in the year. Um, what's what's it like working with Stephen and his team? So Stephen and his team are great. So um, Stephen Barley, that is for uh, yeah. anyone that kind of missed the reference. So Stephen, Stephen's fantastic. Look, he's he's a massively talented individual who um, is great at what he does. He's a great storyteller. He's a great marketer. He's great at branding. But we also have to give kudos to his team. His team are fantastic. Um, and they've been massively supportive over the past few months to get us kickstarted and help us now with our sort of next plans over the next couple of years. And it's going to be an exciting journey. But yeah, it's massively exciting. And how did that come about with, uh, with Stephen? So that was actually um, in a few different ways. So via a few different mutual connections from myself and Stephen and his team. And so he, he was aware of until and what we do. Um, but it was actually at Performex where we managed to cordon him off in a room with half our team there. And that's where we really started to discuss sort of the next steps of our sort of process from that. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, and uh, yeah, now we'll move into a little about, bit about yourself uh, as, a, as a founder and the kind of um, a lot of our audience are kind of uh, business owners and that kind of thing. So it's, it's fascinating to kind of uh, get that insight. So um, obviously uh digging into your lifestyle a bit and the kind of crazy hours you expect to work as as a founder is obviously part and partial of it um but what do you see as the kind of red flags to look out for when you're reaching that burnout point and how and how to deal with those yeah i think i think that um work-life balance is an interesting concept when it comes to um creating a business and if you're looking for a nine-to-five job a startup's probably not the place but i think Knowing, knowing what it entails, it's just about managing your own personal sort of energy levels and understanding what those red flags are, like you said. So um, for me, I start to notice my sleep starts to go down, nutrition goes out the window, and then training follows. It's a bit of a vicious cycle. So it's just being wary of that. But there's other elements of health which we don't necessarily think about, which also fall short before those happen. So if you start to think about social health, normally what we'll start to do is drop out of our social interactions and it's a bit of a, like I said, a vicious cycle where you start to slowly drop off different parts of that. But I get that balance kind of thing. Exactly. And, and look, as I said, health and um, sort of work-life balance is an interesting concept. Um, If you're relating it to hours worked, that's not necessarily a good metric of that because it's not affecting like health or or Mm. risk of burnout. And some people really enjoy what they do. So it's, it's doing something they enjoy when they continue to spend time on it. Um, it's only if it starts to impact your health or those around you that it's a bit of a problem, right? Right, right, right. And um, and on that same sort of note, what do you do to uh, consistently stay on the top of your game? What How do you kind of uh, control the energy around you and what boundaries do you set and that sort of thing? For me personally, um, I book everything into my schedule in advance. So I make sure I get at least three training sessions in the week. Um, I will normally get a massage session done every week, which helps with a bit of mobility and recovery. Um, and then I stay on top of my nutrition. So I work with a personalized supplementation company. Um, and I also have food delivered because I'm terrible at cooking. And also it takes me so long when I come in at the end of the day, it's not what I want to do. So always making sure I'm eating the right things, moving my body. Um, and if ever I'm feeling overwhelmed mentally, I'll always seek guidance and get help from that as well. Nice. Nice. Um, and I think I found it interesting. Your, your, uh, fascinating your kind of um, personal journey and your obviously happy birthday recently turning 30 thank you um, but uh, talk me through your kind of your projects in the last year project 30 on working on yourself yeah so project 30 was um, an opportunity for me to um, champion the amazing work professionals do 
um, professionals at until do. And I used myself as a vehicle for that. So I was 29 coming on 30. I was very unhappy with the way I looked and felt, um, both mentally and physically. So I set myself a challenge to be the happiest, healthiest version of myself I could be by the time I reached 30 in December, just gone. And I worked with um, three professionals. I worked with a personal trainer, Harry Johnson, um, a physiotherapist, Brad Donnelly, who was um, nursing me back through a couple of injuries I'd picked up. And Dee Olimpio, who was my soft tissue therapist, who would keep me nimble and supple and help recover. Um, and I worked with them on a weekly basis to basically get myself back into shape. So I started off very overweight, very inflamed, diet out the window. And over the over the past few months, I've dropped over 10 kilos. I've nice. increased my sleep time by two hours on average per night. Um, and I've generally got myself to a much more healthy state. So yeah, it's feeling a lot better. Nice. I understand you've done some other kind of quite detailed uh, health longevity kind of testing can you, can you uh, unpack that a little bit yeah so so over the past few months i've realized that there's there's a lot more or not over the past few months over the past few years i've realized there's a lot more to health and well-being than aesthetics so i started to think more about longevity and, and how my health's gonna age over the years so um i've started working with a private medical uh, group who work out of until as well um, where I've got some epigenetic and genetic tests done, talking about biological age and at a cellular level, how I'm aging. Um, I mean, I'll give more details as we go, but that firstly, the results weren't great. So over the next year or so, I'm going to be working to bring my biological age back down to a place I'm comfortable with. But that, as you can see, there's, there's a lot more to health than what you see on the outside. So over time, I'll be releasing more details about that. Yeah, and interestingly enough, a lot of that came from that high pressure to... PT lifestyle you just don't end up having enough sleep you're in London till late and you're sort of relying on four or five hours sleep yeah I kind of think yeah yeah it's, and and that was that was years I think the reason my my scores were so um poor was I'd spent years of just battering my body so mm. I was up at 4 a.m in in work at 5 a.m getting home at 10 p.m every night um Monday to Saturday so that has a toll on your body and I'm going to be paying the price for that for the next while. But I think the great thing about health and wellness and our bodies are so clever is we can reverse a lot of the, the negative yeah. things that have impacted our bodies and we can make significant change to our health. Um, it's just about A, understanding it from a diagnostics point of view, but and then understanding how we can, what we can implement in order to make those changes to our, to our bodies. But yeah. yeah, and it's fascinating to have that kind of whole holistic view at somewhere like this where you can get that test and then work with yeah. PTs, physios to sort of yeah. reverse. And that's, and, yeah. yeah, that's the great thing. I'm extremely fortunate to have such an amazing group of practitioners around me, but people need to understand that these practitioners are everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. And if people need help, it's best to seek out advice from professionals who know what they're doing, who have been there. You're much better off doing that and getting a much quicker result than trying to figure it out yourself and yeah, fumble along true. the way. Very true. And yeah, and lose track and yeah, go, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. Um, and then moving into your kind of your role um, within the business. So I think it's always interesting and a lot of conversations we have um, with uh, guys around the industry is that kind of shifting from practitioner to business owner, founder. Um, how have you found navigating that and what would be your advice to someone that's, you know, going from gym floor, you know, practical work up to business owner kind of navigating that yeah so look, i can only speak for myself in this in this phase and everyone's going to be slightly different um but look it was a, it was a huge challenge for me when i first went into it i'm sure half my team will vouch for this it was i went from being on the gym floor all day and being around 
other PTs and physiotherapists to working behind a desk and having to do Excel spreadsheets and PowerPoint decks, etc. And it's also a different type of stimulation. So a lot of the a lot of the work you're doing before is very physical, whereas this all of a sudden shifted to a much more physical stra- uh, mental strain. And um, as someone who's heavily dyslexic, having to write newsletters and PowerPoint decks, it was massively stressful at the start. And I think understanding what you want to get out of something and understanding what you want your role to be within an organization is a massive is a massive thing. And, and knowing what you want to get out of it is what's going to drive you forwards. So for me, I was massively passionate about doing what I do and creating change. So that very quickly allowed me to get motivated and learn skills that have allowed me to progress in my career. And how would you say someone define their role? How would you like, is, what would you be your thought process? Yeah. So again, that's an interesting one. I think it's about knowing your skill sets uh, and where your passions lie. Yeah. So it's a mixture of those two things, right? Um, normally you need both of them to succeed in a space. You can learn skill sets based yeah. on what you're passionate about. Um, but it starts at what do you enjoy doing? Yeah. What are you passionate about? Because if you are truly great at something, but you hate what you do, you're still going to perform really badly at it. Um, so get clear, get passionate about something, or if you're not really passionate about it, start doing it and see if you have a passion for it. That will then allow you to start learning the skill sets and pair those two things together. And that's how you transition into becoming a bit of something, I reckon. And um, as a business, obviously as a as a team, it's very sort of um, a lot of ideas pinging around, a lot of fast change happening with, with the Until team. It's, it's an exciting environment to be around. Um, how do you guys as a team decide which ideas to pursue and which not to? Yeah, it's a good question, actually. Um, there's there's a saying we say, which is don't, don't chase the shiny things. Um, as a new dynamic growing business, you'll always have new, exciting, sexy ideas that come up. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, the, the, real, the real thing that um, ensures growth is staying focused, right? Focus is one of the biggest issues that a lot of early stage businesses have, which is where they try to do everything. So what we've done really carefully and really well is we've stayed laser focused on the core, the core areas we want to focus on. And we know a lot more opportunities will come later on down the line. And we've had to say no to a lot of things. But yeah, it's just focus, 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 focus. Laser concentration on what we want to achieve and go after that. Execute that brilliantly. And then we'll move on to the next thing. Nice, nice. Um, and looking at the, the wider industry, obviously, we've had some good conversations uh, with yourself involved in the Performance Advisory Board. Uh, helping shape our schedule for 2024. Um, what are the most common challenges that practitioners come to you with? So most of the practitioners who come to until um, initially struggle with understanding how to uh, market and sell their services. Um, and a lot of that just comes down to they haven't had exposure to any of those skill sets before. So when you're doing a lot of these sort of uh, courses, whether it's for physios or PTs, you learn a lot of the technical skill, but you don't learn how to actually run a business. Um, and for most of these people, that's the skills they lack. So um, we have a really conscious approach and proactive approach with these practitioners where we not only teach them how to market and sell their services, but also how to understand what sort of uh, sort of customer they want to go after. So find their niche and build their business around that because that will dictate when you know who your audience is that will dictate what how you market who you market to whether it's on linkedin or instagram or all these different parts play a role but yeah i, I think that's one of the biggest issues we see people coming towards us yeah and it's it's definitely something we're exploring is that and in for this year's schedule performance wise it's kind of building that ultimate 
blueprint as yeah. a coach or as a gym owner what what are the because it's all those blind spots that haven't come across your path at all uh, being a practitioner your whole career kind of thing and then suddenly you go out on your own and it's like i don't know anything about business finance you know you don't know what you can spend on yourself you don't know what what how to market how to sell a lot of people sort of lack that confidence in selling or not wanting to pitch themselves not wanting to price themselves too high all that kind of stuff so it's good that you guys are on adding that level of service within your your kind of uh, offering but yeah um, yeah and i think i think another one is um a lot of practitioners whether they are in the train industry or treatment industry or coach or medical or whatever understand that that when they get to a point where they've capped out their hours either on the gym floor or in the clinic they don't really understand what the next steps are so we're starting to put some work in behind the scenes now so we can help people evolve and scale a business from the point where they've maxed out their hours i don't think as as people get older i don't think they want to max out their hours consistently no. it's about being smarter with their time and understanding how they can draw more people in and help more people mm, scale it build their team yeah, to yeah, scale yeah. The business so yeah we're going to be releasing some details in the new year on that but nice yeah, it's just project that was. stopping trading time for money type yeah exactly yeah yeah no that's yeah. brilliant um and then i guess the um the evolution of the the online coach and the kind of the hot or, or hybrid um pt um with a lot of people's businesses shifting um to online what are your thoughts on on the future of pt and do you think it will be uh online or physical or somewhere in the middle so look covid is covid has shown that online is possible and, it, and it's opened up massive opportunities for a lot of people and you saw like the barley boom of people going to Bali and working purely online um and look i think i think both do work physical and digital both work if you're asking me about what i think the future is um, and where the most success is going to be i think it has to be hybrid right um i think if anyone believes online or physical are better than one another they're extremely naive and knowing how you can start to wrap those services together in a hybrid model is going to be the way people create real success and i think the first the first people to crack that are going to have have massive success in the industry so yeah both, both work well both have pros and cons but i think a mixture of the two is where you'll find the most bang for your buck tell me about the kind of challenges with personal training tra career trajectories and how until fix that yeah so so i guess i said one of them a minute ago which is a lot of practitioners will get to a point where they've maxed out their hours yeah and it's understanding what steps they take from there um another is people need to get their foot in the door first and foremost in order to actually create a business so it's giving those people who are um fresh off their courses the skill sets technically and business from a business standpoint for how they'll then level up and be able to operate in a space like this where they're around other people and there's a bit of a gap there and, and i guess um in the future um there's a lot of work to do with some of the courses around how we can bring those courses up in terms of the diversity of content that they deliver but also like what's that middle step look like and again we've got another project which we're going to be launching in the new year which is is to help practitioners like that nice nice looking at the the service level and how that's evolving for for the customer um how do you think until can impact the treatment of the end user i think at until you have a much more joined up experience as a customer um historically you will have had to travel around between different practices so you'll go to a pt studio you'll go across to a physiotherapy clinic in some instances they might be joined together but if you're looking at other additional services you'll definitely be traveling around and not only is it the time that it takes to travel around but it's also the breakdown of communication as you start to spread into different infrastructures naturally um, communication will break down 
and the customer will be the person who's giving the sort of breakdown between each of the practitioners where often you find details are misunderstood or misread, etc. What we do here, which is slightly different, is the customer will have a fully joined up MDT approach, a multidisciplinary approach, meaning all of the practitioners will operate under the same hood. We might outsource diagnostics, but everything will be interpreted in-house. So you'll have all of your practitioners working on the same roof, being able to have a joined up conversation together, share the information between them to build the best plan possible for the practitioner, for the customer even, sorry. And on a, on a Performex note, obviously you've um, been key in helping us shape the next show. Uh, why do you think it's so important for um, your until community or, and the wider fitness industry uh, of professionals to attend something like Performex? Yeah, so, so I think, it, I think look, naturally, and as I've said previously, um, a lot of the industri- industry events previously have been quite archaic and um, sort of reactive to what's going on in the industry. Performex feels a lot more proactive and future thinking. So I think for any professional who's looking to um, further their skill set, um, broaden their network, um, and learn new business skills, attending events like this is a great opportunity for you to um, learn learn more and more from people who are shaping the industry, but also get yourself around like-minded people who are also growth hungry. So I think it's a great opportunity for anyone, whether you're newly qualified or whether you've been in the game for a while. So again, it's a great opportunity to, to progress your career. Dan, absolute pleasure. Thanks a lot for having us down and uh, we'll see you at Performex in March. Thank you for having me. Until next time. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.